Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unscripted. As always, we hope you enjoy this one and we will catch you in the episode. Yeah, so I guess something that was kind of brought to my attention by my aunt really is that she she watched this documentary called American Gospel on Netflix and she had like pushed me to watch it, but I just never, I just haven't, right? Mm -hmm. But then I, I forgot where I, no, actually I was reading the Bible. Actually rewind, I was at... <laughs> I feel like a, not I feel like a prayer that has been on my heart, a motive that has been on my heart is like whatever it takes. Like I remember sitting in my car uh, sometime last week and I was kind of just, I told God, I was like, actually, I said it out loud, but I was kind of saying it to myself, telling God and also like telling the devil, like, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I was, it was more so like a declaration. There we go. That's better said. I'm prepared to die for this. Like, I remember I was, it was kind of one of those days where I was kind of just like tug of warring all day. And at the end of the day, I was like shot, but I was like, I'm prepared to die for this. And to me, it was like a declaration of like, I'm prepared to die by the night that behind the name of Jesus, whether it be literally die, like give my life or it be die to myself. Mm -hmm. And it was a declaration of more like nothing will take me out because I'm prepared to give my life for this. Like if, if my life feels like hell for 10 years, I will give my life for this. So that's kind of like been a prayer on my heart and a motive really is like whatever it takes, burn me till there's nothing left. And to the people that are like confused as to what I mean, <laughs> uh, when, when like we say, God, I want to, I want to be burned by you more so just means I want to be refined. Like in the sense of, um, like gold you mm -hmm. know they when they refine gold to its purest form like i want to be refined i want to be burned um and so then the mav concert you know i have kind of like this has been a prayer that i've been praying i've been worshiping with that too like singing to god and stuff but then at the maverick city concert i feel like it was kind of like a big release because for a lot of the night actually they played a song uh i think they played refiner um and i was on my knees and i was just worshiping and i was like it was just my my heart like my cry like just burn me till there's nothing left till yeah. all that's left is ashes till there's no more keegan and it's just jesus and i like i am prepared to die for this and i think of uh this mma fighter he was in the ring and it's probably one of the dopest clips in all of like fighting history he's not it's not even a fighting clip like but he's in the ring and the octagon sorry and he looks at his opponent and he's like, I'm prepared to die for this. And I was like, right on. Dude, if I'm fighting you, like you won, <laughs> like you won right there, bro. Right. Like I don't even want to fight anymore. But so when I say it, 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 it's also like an encouragement to me, like not a ego boost. How do I say, you know what I mean? Like a, yeah. just an encouragement. Like I'm really about this. Like <laughs> don't let my hood come out. I'm really like, I'm really about this. <laughs> like I'm really about Jesus. Like well, I will it just die. Shows you're the the severity of where you're at with the Lord. It's not just a, it's not just for show. It's not just for play. Yeah. Like you're dedicated to serving God and saying whatever it takes. Yeah. You're saying it's what every person says when they get saved and end up living out. It's, you know, more of you and less of me exactly. is the, the biblical, you know, yeah the quote you can say is um he must increase and i must decrease mm -hmm. right so i can totally relate to that that's actually why we played that at our wedding during communion because 
in order for our marriage to work, we have to decrease and he must increase. And it's very personal. And I'm really proud of you for, well, first of all, for sharing that, but second of all, for feeling that way, because sometimes we can get, um, like downcast about stuff like that. And you just have to come up to a moment where you're just like sold out for the Lord. And, um, that was kind of like our moment. We just wanted our wedding to represent our everyday life. And what was most important to us was, yeah, of course we were getting married. Woohoo. But at the same time, this was a covenant that was going to happen between me, him and the Lord and all of our family and friends get to see. And we wanted to make sure that they knew who we were, had nothing to do with Tyler and I, we were just blessed to be the ones to be able to come together to serve God. And and by who who we were, she doesn't mean like in a condescending way, more of like a what what we stand for. Right. Yeah. What it meant was is we're not marrying each other just because we love each other, even mm-hmm. though that is a huge reason. We're marrying each other because God divinely intervened in our lives and said, yeah. This is the person that you're gonna do life with. And that meant a lot to us and it felt very heavy to us, which is why we wanted it to be so important when we did communion and had a minute of worship that we were walking in the truth of what we wanted our marriage to be before we ever said our vows. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like a charge to me. I think when I preached that sermon too at chapel, the whole seven seconds thing, like every seven seconds, somebody dies. It was like uh, shout out Jeremy. It was like a, a big charge. Just like, Wow every seven seconds somebody dies that gives me a reason to praise god that it wasn't me the seven seconds but it also gives me another reason to pursue like it gives me another reason to have the the mindset of i will die behind this Mm -hmm. because i'm i love the lord one enough but i also love people and especially youth enough to die at the at the cause of reaching them at the cause of reaching their hearts i love them enough to give my life for it yeah. Um, and I think it's just been like a, a charge onto me. Then now I'm just, I'm just more passionate about things now. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, the Lord, that was all God really just like reviving my passion about things it really answered prayer. But like, I'm just more, uh, I'm just 10 times more passionate about creating right now. Like just creating anything, like anything I put my hands on right now. I, I'm, I just give it all. Like I just get super passionate about it, whether it be schoolwork, whether it be, uh, floor plans for for the cirque like whatever it may be you know like uh but to to bring it to where i guess where i was trying to go is the 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 american gospel so to say uh the christ crucified but instead of the cloth breaking the flag was breaking you know like the the idea that uh (laughs) to to refine i was just trying to paint a picture but that's good to to uh I want to make the distinction that I'm not talking about nationalistic faith, but rather I'm talking about the gospel that has been presented in America that emphasizes health and wealth um, that Jesus is not emphasizing. Uh, And I want to preface in the beginning that we are all for faith. Like we are all for having faith for God to do big and little things. Um, We are all for God having like God doing miracles for people being healed. We are all for revival. We are all for coming and having expectation. We are all for believing that, that God does give to his people and that God enjoys blessing his people. He enjoys healing people. Like Jesus came to heal the sick. Like it is something, it is his heart. 
But at least me, what I'm not for is saying because of my faith, you have to do to think that humans could leverage God's will into him doing something is absolutely foolish for us to say, because of who I am, God, you have to do something. God doesn't have to do anything. Will he honor your faith? Yes. But just because I have big enough faith for God to heal me doesn't mean I'm going to be healed today. I just... Well, I think it depends on what your your vision of healing is, because okay. God can heal you in death. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to get healing here on earth. Yeah. Either way, we get healing, right? Yeah. I mean, unless we go to hell, you don't get healing, but... All right. Like, <laughs> here on earth, you can be healed, or yeah. you can be healed and going to glory and being with the Lord. So healing is subjective. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I, I want to be careful, too, because I know it's a popular message right now, which doesn't mean it's true, but there are some truths to it. Yeah. Like, you know, the Bible the Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue, which yes. is 100% true. I'm not arguing that at all. True. I just, I don't know. I think that the Church of America... Ugh. We emphasize so much of what we can get from God, and it, and it's less of. I, I feel like we don't teach as much. I'm trying to like refine my words and not say the wrong things, but <laughs> I feel like we don't teach as much. Luke fourteen thirty three, where Jesus says, "Unless you renounce all that you have, you cannot be my disciple." Mm-hmm. That yeah. it's as simple as that. Like unless you give away, that's what that word means. Give away everything, all of it, n- nothing left. You cannot be my disciple. It, Jesus is literally saying, in order to be his disciple, we must give. Right. It, but yet we come to church on Sundays only um, to receive and leave. Mm. Well, it's like in light of the holiday season, if you will, it's like we give to give, not we don't give to receive, right? With mm. Christmas yeah. looming. I love Christmas. I am like a psycho on christmas love it to death it's been a huge thing in my family however first of all i know that christmas is you know jesus's birthday however i I do love presents i'm not gonna lie so but my favorite thing is about christmas is giving a gift and watching someone like freak out over the gift that you're giving them so that should be your attitude with the lord not I'm going to do this for you, God, so you'll do this for me. It's, I gave my mom a pair of gold stud earrings, and right. she cried. And they were like, I swear to you, I got them on the best deal. I probably paid less than 20 bucks with, like, coupons and gift cards and stuff. And my mother cried just because of, like, what the gift was. You know what I mean? Right. It was nothing huge. I didn't go crazy out of my way. It was just that I bought I bought my mother gold earrings, and she lost her mind. That's how we should treat the Lord. We should give to the Lord joyfully without expecting God to bless me mm-hmm. because I've done this. 100%. I, yeah, I just... I could repeat it a thousand times. Like, I don't know. I find it such a big confliction with it because here, here, here we are reading about Jesus and the disciples and, and acts. And we don't like to read this part, but we love to read when the Holy spirit comes in like a rushing wind. Oh, but we don't love to read about the fruit of what came after, 
We loved, mm-hmm. uh, I'm fired up now. We love to read about the 3,000 that were saved. We love to read about the miracles. We love to read about what we get from it. Ooh, but we don't love to read about what we give from it. Right. Ananias and Sapphira were literally killed in the temple because they refused to give all of it. And in Acts chapter 5 or 2, I think 5, they are selling their their houses, their properties, their land, mm-hmm. their and like all of it, not some of it, all of it. Yeah. And all of the money they are giving to the church, not to help the unbeliever. Watch this now. This is to the church right here. To help the church to help the body of Christ, we that's another topic, but we have forgotten to pay attention to the illnesses in our own body. Different, different conversation. But <laughs> um, but like they, they're giving all to the church. The gospel is more about giving. When you become a when you become a believer, hear, hear me. You the gospel is about receiving Christ, hundred percent. The gospel is a story of the restoration of God and His people, and I believe that in order also to be a disciple of Christ, you must receive God. But post-salvation, right? We're talking in the, in the sense of post-salvation. Uh, I've always said that once I'm saved, my Christianity is no longer about me. Like, it is no longer about Keegan. It is about yeah. Jesus and about everybody else. My life is no longer about me. And, uh, yeah, you look like you're thinking up a storm, Sid. Yeah, Sid's brewing. <laughs> um, I just, I like to kind of wait and feel out what I need to say. I don't really like to like speak immediately cause then, you know, just see what the Holy Spirit does. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with, um, like how Americanized churches are and stuff like that. And I definitely, the, the theme that was kind of in, in my heart when you guys were speaking, was just kind of like the intentions of our heart, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like, we have to make sure that like we are like that that for me is always my prayer is that God would show me the intentions of my heart and always check my heart because if that isn't right then you can forget everything else like you if your intentions like you you can't even realize what your intentions of your heart is until God reveals it to you because there's sometimes where I'm like yeah I'm good and then God's like no you got some anger in there look and then I'm like oh well so it's just like I think it's like when when we're thinking about like how we preach the gospel over here and how it's always to receive something first off just look at our culture our culture is like Caitlin was saying yesterday I think it was or one of the days that passed um (laughs) it was just kind of like we're just a very quick like microwave like we get it right away right instant gratification society so that is like our foundation mm-hmm. as a nation. Yeah. Oh, I just uh, bars. But I'm not a rapper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like that—that's our like foundation, you know, for the United States is like just being spoiled and having everything we want right away. And so if that is our heart as a nation, then mm-hmm. that's kind of how we preach. Mm. That's how we. That's how we are like interpreting. Like it's slowly first. Yes. I feel like at first we kind of understand a little smidget of what the actual gospel is and then we start turning into yeah going back to our old habits including jesus in our old habits not yes. getting rid of our old habits like keegan right. was saying where you have to get rid of everything 
in order literally but keep it that way not taking it with us it's getting rid of our old habits with jesus in our lives as what like you know so right i just i think a lot of it is the intentions of our heart and that um yeah we just we just gotta like check our hearts you know that was that put that on a t-shirt put it on a billboard (laughs) we want to involve jesus in our old habits instead of getting rid of oh instead of evolving ourselves in jesus's habits hey yeah well it's good it's it's like what they talked about um our pastors talked to us about yesterday like gratefulness in your heart and i just shared that like at times i would sit back and watch other people get things that i had been asking god for and it was selfish of me at times because i would be like well they don't deserve that because they live like this and how selfish who am i you know what i mean who am i in the presence of the almighty Mm. right so obviously they were getting that because they had a way better attitude than i had so i had a pride issue so like she's saying the intention the intention of my heart was i wanted to walk in what god had for me but i was too childish to see how i was acting towards what i knew he was calling me to which is why it wasn't happening in that moment in my life because God had to humble me and say, you need to sit down because you're nobody. You know what I mean? And that, I mean, that's a hard thing to realize. And I still have to remind myself that, you know, the only reason I'm anything is because the Lord chose me. Like, what am I? Scum of the earth. But God called me and it's only because of him has nothing to do with me. The only reason he uses me is because I'm willing. Say it. Like, the only reason I'm... Jesus, I don't, I'd never had like a physical need for healing, like cancer or nothing like that. But the only reason, I don't know, Jesus set me free is not because I had enough faith to be freed. Yes. Right. No. Well, I, right. I, it, faith allows me to receive. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let me yes. preface. Faith allows me to receive. Right. But it is not the sole reason no. upon my freedom. No. It is Jesus and solely Jesus. Right. Like, they don't get me wrong faith god counts faith as righteousness we see mm-hmm. it with abraham but it is not the sole factor the sole moving factor of the mountain in front of me it's jesus it's a hundred percent god and not me like yeah. we don't see anywhere in the bible where paul or peter or john or anybody is like yeah it's me well and like, it's, <laughs> it's weird because i was asking god like why is nothing happening in my life like i was angry at yeah. god i had a moment where i was just like what the heck and he was like, how selfish can you be? You're thinking about you. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. That was like a huge realization for me. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, okay. Because I'd never, I'd never have a, had a moment like that with God where I was mad at him for everything that he was trying to show me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I guess we, we'll leave it with a cliffhanger. Maybe we pick it up in the next episode. But I guess maybe we come back with more, like, note stuff and we really get into it, there like, biblically. But I want to leave it with this cliffhanger. Uh, this is said better than I can say it. But it says, At the heart, the word of faith movement is the belief that the force of faith is belie- it is believed words can be used to manipulate the faith force and thus actually create what they believe Scripture promises, health and wealth. Law supposedly governing the faith force and said to operate independently of God's sovereign will and that God himself is subject to these laws. This is nothing short of idolatry, turning our faith, and by extension ourselves into God. I think it's 
said better than I can say. And I will leave you all with this, that uh, we'll get into that next episode. Uh, I don't want to say that I don't want to make any hard true statements when we haven't done solid research on what the word of faith movement is, what Amen. American gospel looks like. Yeah. So I just want to say, take take all of this with a grain of salt. I think we said some true things, but when it comes to debunking a, a doctrine, we want to have solid, solid, solid information on it. Uh, but yeah, so it's a short one, but as always, we love you guys. God bless you guys. We, we are more than thrilled that you listen. Uh, make sure to follow us at TSAWFLA on Instagram. And we are out. Love you. Bye. bye.